Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Well, hello, hello, everyone. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host of the Orchid Blooms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Orchid I Brown. Now, for this podcast episode, we will be talking about New Year's. This is a New Year's special and also moving in silence. So it might be a little bit long, but it is rewarding. So I just wanted to start by saying Happy New Year's, everyone. Even though this episode will be up for New Year's Eve, I still wanted to say Happy New Year's because most of you might listen to this podcast episode after New Year's. And if you do listen to this episode after New Year's, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. New Year's. 2022 is now here and everybody's expectation is indecisive. Some are hoping that 2022 will be better than 2021. A lot of people were hoping that 2021 would just be over already because 2021 was a year to remember. Uh, It was a lot. Um, And others expect nothing better, which I don't blame them. I am with them on that. Even before COVID, something always went wrong during the New Year's and afterwards. And I mean, New Year's Day, I've always celebrated it, um, not in a large group or with a lot of people, but I would celebrate it with one or two people that I genuinely love. And so usually we would celebrate, would have champagne, I would maybe make a, a tiramisu, And we'd have a dessert and then following the new year's you know things just start going downhill as time goes by throughout january february march and april and it just keeps going and i might maybe get one good thing that worked out for me but i tend to not put a lot of hope in a new year uh it's just never it's just never worked out as i expected and this this occurred before covid if people go through it by the time new year's comes around or even during new year's or after new year's i have heard of relationships ending right before christmas which ruins the new year's for people then there are those that end during the new year and the next six months are brutal so i really do feel bad for a lot of people who are struggling in their relationships at this time of the year and COVID or not, it would have still happened. For those people whose relationship ended during Christmas time, they are trying to be hopeful in the new year. So they hope to meet someone new during the new year celebration, hope that relationship becomes everything that they've always wanted. Some of those meetings turn for the worst as months go by in the year some people in that situation are lucky enough to find someone who are on the same page but others end up with a one night stand but that love they predicted never came true was that saying the person you are with for your new year's kiss is the person you'll end up with for the rest of the year is that really true can anyone testify to that Sing it loud and proud for me because I need to know if that is actually accurate. New Year's has some traditions such as resolutions, personal and professional, decorating a New Year's tree, getting drunk over toasts to remember, lighting sparkles for your New Year's kiss, new 
New Year's dinner and potluck. Either way, you enter the new year with a bang with a person you love or a friend. And as a couple watching the ball drop on New Year's Eve on TV, celebrating a nice quiet night alone. With COVID, not all of this is possible. Maybe the quiet night alone, watching the ball drop. But we all need to stay safe during this holiday season. So please keep that in mind. As you decide to go and meet with your friends, you go to someone's house, you have a New Year's party, just just please be safe. But it's still somewhat different because it is COVID and a lot of things have changed. And I know that right now there's a curfew um, when it comes to Quebec. So we, I live here in Ottawa and they started the curfew from 10 p.m. to about 5 a.m. If you're not planning on staying the night, you will have to leave shortly before 10 p.m. so you can get home and hopefully you can continue your New Year's celebration with whomever within your prospective city. So as long as you are happy, do whatever you want. Talk about resolution. Does it really work? Everyone talks about resolutions. Everyone talks about completing that goal. Everyone talks about the new them come New Year's. They wake up on New Year's Day and it's like they are a brand new you. Consist of a few goals that you set for yourself and you have that throughout the year. If you can get to that six months mark, I'm proud of you. But some of the goals consist of fitness goals. So you could decide that you're going to dedicate 10 minutes a day to working out at home or signing up for the gym, which a lot of people do. And honestly, when I spoke to some of the gym trainers at the gym, they said that, you know, a lot of people will sign up for it. And within about a week or two, they just stop coming. But they, they still have this mindset that they will go. They will go to the gym. They're going to fulfill their New Year's resolution. Time would pass. They're still paying for the membership and they still don't do it. So fitness goal could also incorporate dieting, um, new diets for at that, eating healthier. So things like that would be considered, you know, a, a fitness goal, drinking a little bit more water. Like I believe last year, my goal was to drink about one liter of water a day. And I did go to the gym consistently, except for when there was, you know, lockdowns and the gym was closed. So during the spring and the summer, I would go out for a run, uh, 3k, Max, and then I'd come home and I would take the stairs all the way up to my home on the 18th floor and I'd, I'd walk it. So by the time I got home, I was drenched in sweat and just tears in my eyes because it hurt so bad. <laughs> but that is what you consider a fitness goal. A lot of people start this fitness goal around November because it is getting warmer and that's usually when a lot of people go through seasonal depression. So going to the gym does help with that, um, but they just kind of added it to their list for New Year's and they just kind of try to continue it. But again, if you're pushing it all the time, it might not work out. But for, for some people, it does. So again, really proud of you. There's also improving your mental health. With fitness does go into it and how you eat goes into it. Getting proper sleep goes into it. There's a lot of things that you can do to help with your mental health. Um, and some of the things that I'm going to list does help with that. So overall, improving your mental health is possible. Um, so the next on the list would be happiness. A lot of people just kind of put down happiness. And for me, I, I just kind of don't really understand 
how you can put down happiness and just kind of wake up every single day being happy. So when I think about happiness, I think positive affirmations in the morning. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you stand in front of the mirror and you say beautiful things to yourself. You are beautiful. You are attractive. You are powerful. You're going to own today. So I feel that when it comes to happiness, it's positive affirmations. And then there are other people who believe happiness depends on finding someone to love them and they can love them in return. And that, that again, really depends on who you are and what you feel would make you happy. But sometimes it's just waking up and just choosing for that day that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dedicate this day to being happy. And if things go wrong, I'm not going to let it affect me. I am just going to be happy. So over the next category, I decided to separate it from the fitness goals because some people might not be very much into working out to get that revenge body for 2022 to maybe get back at their ex who left them before Christmas or or whatnot. But new diets. For me specifically, I don't need to add that to my resolutions because I do have practices in place, routines in place that does help me. So for example, I like to, to do... Um, lemon tea in the morning so freshly squeezed lemon in hot water with some lemon and a friend of mine mentioned oh you should add cayenne pepper to it which is like a good detox i have another friend who literally just makes juice she loves juicing so she's just cleansing constantly and just taking out all of the toxins out of her body as well as going to the bathroom a lot never been in that situation but I still I still think it's cool that you know she'll post up some of those little videos on her stories or on her actual Instagram post where you see some of the juices that she makes and she just chugs them and it's, it's just a great cleansing. So eating more vegetables is a part of a new diet or cutting out white rice and sticking to brown rice. Um, there's also getting rid of starch and cutting back on sugar. So a new diet is helpful. Everyone knows that sugar sometimes affects your your levels in your body your ph balance so you find that you don't have a lot of energy you find that you're just drained and exhausted and i believe my brother had did like um a one month cleanse no sugar and he said after the month was over i think it was like two weeks in he said he just felt more energetic he felt like he could do a lot more he was doing a lot more he cut out carbs at that time and he just said that you know he loves the way his body feels He loves his way his body looks. He just feels overall just really good. So for a lot of people who are struggling with depression or seasonal depression, you know, cutting out the sugar will help. And I know even my mom was like, you know, you've been tired a lot lately. You really do need to cut out sugar. But it's so hard. It's so good. And it's so sweet. So yeah, don't judge me. (laughs) Another resolution you can add to your list is improving your sleeping habits. This is something that I struggled with in 2020 one it was almost like 2022 came and everyone was just so stressed out people weren't able to see their family and their friends they weren't able to do anything really except work work like a slave and then come home and then try to find happiness in something so 2020 came around and a lot of people were struggling with insomnia a lot of people were having issues sleeping because they're sitting at their computers for hours of the day There was no break. They weren't going outside for a walk. They weren't anything. So 2022 now is a time where people can add to their resolutions, improve sleeping habits. And I've been trying to do that 
um, as of December. So I was trying to put that into practice before I added to my list. And it worked for a bit, but I did find that if I did not go to sleep at a specific time of the night, I will have a hard time not sleeping, but I, I find that I slept a bit longer. So in, so in order for me to wake up refreshed every single day, I now have to go to bed at a specific time and train my body to go to bed at a specific time. A lot of people are taking certain um, medicines that will help them sleep. So a CB, CB, CDB, I don't remember what it's called, but it's something to, to do with chemical from weed. And a lot of people would take this and they, they would go to bed and they would wake up the next day refreshed. But I kind of personally just don't want to have any chemicals. I don't care how natural it is. I need to find a way to get my body to stick to a routine and to get better sleeping and wake up in the morning refreshed, getting a lot of things done, and as well as trying to cut out as much sugar as I possibly can so that I can survive the day um, with the new routine that I'm training myself to do. So improving your sleeping habits is something that a lot of people add to their list. And so if that kind of, if you, this is something that you struggle with, I would definitely encourage you to add that to your list and start going into training mode, you know, as of January 2nd. (laughs) Another item that you can add to your list is transforming your home, transforming your closet and decluttering. All of that can be just included into one because your home, your closet, they're all together. And when you're decluttering your closet, you're decluttering your your whole home as well because you start realizing, I don't need this, I don't need that. I bought this when I was in a bad place. I need to just get rid of this. This is associated to a bad memory and it's very negative. This has to go as well. So decluttering, cleaning out your closet and reorganizing your home, changing the furniture around, adding that feng shui, you know, that yin yang, some people like to get waterfalls and they put it in their, their homes and when they're having a relaxing day where they're reading a book, they just hear the waterfalls just right beside them as they read their books or certain types of music. You're not listening to angry music as much. It's just nice jazz, something soothing that will just help to to calm you down. It's like a, a, a meditation almost, but inside of your home. So changing around your home and making it a little bit more brighter, adding a few colors, getting rid of a lot of darkness does help to build that mental health positivity. And that also brings you happiness. And so transforming your home, your closet and decluttering is definitely something that everyone should have to their list. A lot of people hold on to things for a little bit too long and they need to let it go. So please do yourself a favor and let go of the things that are there. They have no purpose in your life. Just let them go. Next item on everyone's list, and I know it's on everyone's list, increasing your income, which could include finding a new career or applying for that position within the company that pays a bit more or applying to a different company that pays a bit more. Either way, increasing your income. So even having passive income on the side, something that you're working on is something that you can add to your resolution list as well. Increasing your income is definitely something that I know is on a lot of people's lists. A lot of them, even the rich, the rich have it. They do. And keep in mind, the rich made a lot of money during COVID. So with this new variant, they're like, money, 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 money. (laughs) They're doing the whole dance and everything because they know it's going to make them a shit ton of money. 
All right. So next on the list is learning a new language. I mean, while you're cooped up at home and staying away from family and friends and not going out and living a life, you could learn a new language. For me, I would love to go back to learning French and I would also like to learn Espanol. Um, so if that's something that you know you have time for, definitely start learning a new language online. If it's not through YouTube, it's through a service that you have in a community that have some online courses where you'll be able to learn virtually from home. You never know. Another on the list is decreasing your budget. Whew. Technically, a lot of people have decreased their budget during COVID because there's a lot of stuff that I don't spend my money on as much anymore. Like I don't go shopping as much. Uh, and when I do go shopping, I only buy things that I need. So my budget has dropped a lot and I'm able to have more money uh, per se. But there are certain people that, you know, when they're feeling down or they're feeling depressed or they're feeling unhappy, they need to shop. So, I mean, some of these online stores made a lot of money from people who emotionally shop. And you now have to try to figure out for 2022 how when things don't go wrong and you go through disappointments and you just don't know how to handle something emotionally, that you don't just go jumping online and going shopping or jump into a store and go shopping. You need to find a better outlet for that, especially if you're trying to decrease your budget. So decreasing your budget so you'd have a little bit more revenue to maybe put into your savings um, in the investments, you might decide to take that, use that money for stocks and build on that there. You might actually have a plan. So decreasing your budget is definitely something that you can work on. You know, instead of going out and, and paying for the coffee, invite someone over to your place if they're vaccinated and make them coffee at your place or make them some tea at your place. And that will help you to cut costs as to going out and spending money. These are just the little things that you can do. And now keep in mind when you're making these lists of fitness goal, new diet, improving your mental health, sleeping habits, all of these things, you can make a list under all of them, like objectives, for example, just saying, you know, decreasing your budget, you know, not spending money on tea or coffee for that day, you know, which means you got to wake up early. You have to make your tea, make your coffee, put it in one of those nice little cups, uh, bring them to work if you have to. If you're working from home, that's a lot more simpler, you know, decreasing your budget, meaning you're not going to eat out for during the week. You're not going to pay for any meals. So you're going to start going to the grocery store, making a meal plan, actually writing certain stuff down and only buying within that restriction. And that's all you'll have in your fridge, which means that you're going to have to spend more time in your kitchen preparing your meal so you don't have to order out. I mean, Thai Express is good. KFC is good. McDonald's is good. But decreasing your budget, you're just going to have to list all of the slippery slopes that you get yourself into that could affect you not decreasing your budget and eliminate them coming up with ideas to eliminate them the next on the list is cooking um, painting art a lot of people want to learn how to cook certain meals for 2022 and it was difficult for them, you know, prior to 2022 because 2021 was so stressful. You're always busy. You're always tired. You're always drained. You're always dealing with something. Something's going on at work, especially if you have that job where even when you get home and you should be shutting off your phone and not looking at your computer, your boss is blinging you up. So then you're stressed and you're sitting there working till what, nine o'clock at night, even though you've already been working all day, 
that means you're not spending any time with yourself. You're not cooking something colorful or anything. You don't even have the time on the weekends to, to, to go back into your creative nature to paint that beautiful art or something. So activities is definitely something you, you know you can add to your resolution list. Things that you have been interested in, things that you've wanted to do, that you can actually do. Buy a canvas, get some paint, and just make a mess. <laughs> it might turn out to be art. Just make a mess. Um, so the next on the list would be read more books. Have a list of books if you if you need to. Um, a, I think I saw on Instagram somebody says, you know, they're going to try to read a book a day. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Maybe a book a week or every two weeks, but a book a day, I couldn't do it. Because then I'm not retaining anything. And I actually want to, if I'm going to read a book, I understand if you're reading fiction, then maybe you can go through it for a full day. But that means that you're waking up early in the morning and you're reading that entire book all day long, depending how thick the book is, to to learn something. And I wish you the best of luck reading a book a day. But reading more books is something you can add to your list. And that is that is very good. So definitely... If that's something you're interested in, definitely add it to your list. Drinking less alcohol. Whoa, can can anyone do that? For people that find that they are using alcohol as a coping mechanism, if it's not weed or coke or anything like that, but more alcohol, it would be wise to cut back on that. Let's not destroy your liver and your body. But a lot of people might just say, you know, 2022, we're going to, to cut back on drinking alcohol. Like I mentioned before, you still have to replace that with something. If you have an addictive personality, it means that you're going to have to find something to replace it with for you to drink less alcohol, and that kind of sucks. So trying to figure out you know, a healthy way of kicking you know, the alcohol or smoking too much weed during times when you're stressed out is a bit difficult. So I wish you all the best of luck. <laughs> I know that with addictive personalities, you will have to replace drinking less alcohol with something that that is equally as addictive so that you can stop drinking but that also means that whatever you choose to replace that alcohol with if it's toxic to your body you've just replaced another addiction with a with another addiction so i i wish you guys the best but it's definitely something that you can add to your list if you find that 2021 all you did was drink to cope with everything that was going on. So another thing that people add to their list is quit smoking. And I knew someone that actually add that to their list in January of last year to quit smoking and they successfully did it. And they were they were serious about quitting smoking. So, you know, they got rid of it. They they had to just find ways to distract themselves. They had to do what they had to do and they stuck by it even though their job was stressful and smoking just kind of helped them to cope. Um they still they still quit it. They really did. And I'm really proud of that friend for actually accomplishing it. Good girl. Another item you can add to that list is drinking more water. I know you could add it to new diets and you can add it to fitness um, categories as an objective. But drinking a liter of water every day is quite helpful to your health. There are certain studies out there that say that drinking water in the morning when you wake up, which is what I do, helps you to lose a little bit of weight. But really, I just want to refresh my body. I use to drink water in the mornings before I eat my breakfast 
to just kind of wake up my organs because they've been sleeping and they need to be hydrated. So I, I drink water and then right after I drink a, a glass of water, I will I will have a, a lemon tea or a garlic tea, whichever tea I want to make, even ginger tea, I could have that as well. And that just starts out my day. And sometimes I don't even have breakfast after I do that because I can then go to, you know, till about 10 or sometimes lunchtime before I eat something, but it's still very good to have. I know a lot of people do intermittent fasting, which is, could be part of the fitness goal, but drinking some water during that time when you're inter intermittent fasting does help the body a great deal. So definitely consider adding that to your list. Now, scheduling time to relax and meditation. I attempted to do that last year. I did not put it on my resolution because I knew I wasn't going to follow through on it for too long. But scheduling time to relax and meditate is very good. It's very it heals the body, it it clears the mind and it just kind of helps you to process through the day. So you can decide what whenever time of the day you want to do a 15-minute meditation and do it. Definitely add that to your list. Um starting therapy. Whew. That <laughs> Therapy is very good for you. It really is. It's definitely something that people should consider, especially if you're dealing with unresolved trauma from your past, childhood trauma, things like that. Or if you're just you're just finding it very difficult to to navigate through life as you get a little bit older, therapy can definitely help you with that. So finding the right therapist is crucial to starting therapy. And I know somebody who's literally went through 12 to 15 therapists trying to find the right one, and some of them are just not that good. So don't settle for a bad therapist if you do find one. Let them go if they're not helping you the way that you need to be helped. But keep looking for that right person, and that might take the full year. But keep in mind, 2023 is just around the corner again. And when you find the right therapist... 2023 is going to be amazing. A lot of people also add, you know, volunteering your time to the community to that list. It might be a little bit difficult with COVID uh, because you have to to be, you know, restrict yourself. But I'm sure there's a community center somewhere that can let you know about what type of volunteer you can do um, a certain time of the year or or whatnot. And you would accomplish that on your list. A lot of people want to give back in some way. And for some associations and, and some charities, local charities, they would just prefer the money because everyone wants to volunteer their time. But Either way, you can still find out what you can do to volunteer your time within the community. Just reach out to somebody that you know who's connected to the community and ask them, what can I do? How can I help? So that is definitely something that you can add to your resolution list if that is something that's been on your heart and on your mind throughout this entire time. Spending more time with family during doing fun things is definitely something that a lot of people are going to be adding to their list. Some people were forced into doing that due to COVID, but they had a lot of fun, you know, doing crafts with their kids or going out sledding, you know, sliding down mountains where no one else is, is around and, you know, they kept within the COVID restrictions. So that's something you can still carry over to 2022, just spending time with your family, even if it's it's just to sit there and talk or to, to watch a movie, go visit your grandma, um, you know, 
make sure you get tested so you don't give her COVID. But you know, those are the little things that you can do to spend more time with your family and, and doing something fun. It, fun is relative to everyone. Everyone has their own version of what they're happy doing. So you can easily say, hey, what do you what do you do that's fun? And your grandma or your mother or your brothers or whatever can say, hey, I love doing this. Let's play video games. And you could play video games with them to spend more time with your family. So it's it's really relative. It doesn't have to be a huge thing that you have to create. Your list doesn't have to be so elaborate that you know you have to go through maze and jump off cliffs to get it done, but you just have to consider just the little things in life does matter. So improving your skin is something that a lot of people have on their list as well. Especially if you find that you break out due to stress or you find that you break out due to due to hormone imbalance. Now you add that to your list and you make a list of of what you need to do to help balance your skin and give yourself the perfect skin that you've always dreamed of. Sometimes that's going to be a little bit hard, but if you go to a spa and you you get a facial, you can ask a specialist to give you details as to your skin. What does it need? What can you do on a regular basis to help your skin improve? And that specialist can then tell you what your skin needs to do. Sometimes they'll even recommend products for you. But keep in mind, the products of these spas are expensive. So you might want to find out what kind of ingredients are in these types of products and seeing if you can find it at Shoppers Drug Mart and something a little bit more affordable. So those are the things that you can do. I know that I would love to go and do a facial. And the reason why I want to learn how to do a facial is that some parts of my skin, especially on my face, they take on more stress than other parts of my face. So I have discoloration on certain parts. And, and when I stress out, I do break out, especially when it's that time of the month. So I know that based on some of the things that I do, which is drinking water in the morning and also having my lemon tea has improved my skin quality. And I'm very proud of that because it's something that I figured out all on my own. But I still would like to go and see someone that is a specialist to kind of tell me what else I could do to help with the issues that I'm having with my skin currently. And 2021, I broke out a lot more than I did ever. <laughs> so if you have that problem, go see a specialist if you can. Stop by a spa, somebody, a clinic anything yes it's going to cost you an arm and a leg but you will then be able to know what your skin actually needs and you will be able to put an effective plan in a certain routine that is quite helpful for your skin for me i noticed that my skin loves mask if you if your skin loves mask do it i have to wash my face I have to do a little bit of a scrub to get rid of some of the dead skin. And then I also have to, I put on the mask in the morning for like 10 or 15 minutes and I wash it off. And then I had a toner. And then once I put the toner on, I put the serum on and then I put the moisturizer on. And yes, it's a long process, but my skin loves it. So if that's what your skin needs, get it done. Get it done, y'all. This item for the list of resolution is something that is my personal favorite which is completing one thing at a time. I'm the type of person that has multiple projects going on. And my problem is I can never complete one or two of these projects because I'm so focused on doing everything all at once. So I started practicing last year 
And this was not on my resolution. I just decided to practice last year to just complete one thing at a time. And I have to finish it before I start something else. So if this is something that you know that you struggle with, where you have multiple projects going on all the time and it's just not coming to fruition, you need to stop and you need to pick one that is of priority and then just complete that. Just complete it. And once you complete it, you can move on to the next project and work on that. So this is something that I have put into practice. And I actually found that I have completed a lot more because I did that. And it just makes me feel happier. I feel more accomplished because it's not just sitting there half done, incomplete all the time. So definitely consider that if you are one of those people that have multiple projects going on all at once dedicate time schedule time in your day to complete one thing out of that project until you get it to that fruition it's done it's completed and you are proud of yourself and then you celebrate either by going to the the beer store the lcbo you buy yourself a drink you might treat yourself to a nice junk food you know go buy some chinese restaurant and get some some chicken balls if you need to some fried rice and that would be your way of celebrating your success do what you got to do but complete one thing at a time will guarantee more success at whatever you're doing and the last thing that is uh, a good resolution to have on your list is improving your wardrobe and also improving your etiquette And this is something that I added to my list for last year. And I can't say that I've actually completed it, but with stressors and trying to cope with everything that's going on, I fell off. So let me just do a little bit of a breakdown of that so you kind of understand, you know, what I mean by improving your wardrobe and etiquette. So this little side segment is called dressing your energy and etiquette. A lot of people don't realize that fashion is more than a statement. There are a lot of factors that goes into dressing yourself, such as skin tone, hair color, your personality, your energy, your body type. Finding your unique style. Selecting items, fashion trends might not be in your best interest, but sometimes it is just a guide. Your unique style is how you want to express yourself to the world, putting that outfit together. You are timeless. Your style is a reflection of your journey in life and your energy. You are dressing your happiness. And if you don't feel happy, you know what to wear that will empower your mood. I am a colorful person. I love colors. I tried that all black look for years, early 20s, and it did not work for me. It did not make me feel special. I stopped buying jewelry years ago because I would get bored easily. I noticed as time moved forward that I liked being comfortable in my my clothing. I went through a phase of wearing tight everything. I mean, neck down was tight and I hated the experience I felt so because it was so uncomfortable. In a previous podcast episode, Tara from Caribbean FitFat explained that she dressed her jewelry, which I have never done before. So maybe I have been doing it all wrong for years. She explained how vibrant colors lift her mood, which is something that I connected with. 
my mother has her bedroom in all white because it improves her mood and her mental health. So dressing your energy, it is not just about the clothing you wear. It is about, it is also about the way you decorate your home, what you go home to that really improves your mood. Spirit is a factor in personal style and decor. Spirit can also mean energy to certain people. So dressing your energy, dressing in the colors that really make you happy does help. So when you are putting down on your resolution list that, hey, I would like to change my closet and improve my etiquette, then that is what changing your wardrobe truly means is picking items that truly make you happy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a trend. It just it just makes you happy. Now, in when it comes to etiquette, etiquette can mean that you know you swear less. Etiquette can mean that you say please and thank you. A lot of people don't know how to just be the best versions of themselves. You know, when you're sitting down, you don't sit down with your legs wide open in a skirt and I've seen that before and Lord have mercy I could not understand it. She'd be sitting beside her husband, legs wide open, while her husband's sitting beside her, sitting like a man, basically. And I just thought, wow, I can see your underwear. And she doesn't seem to care. So, you know, folding your legs or putting your legs in a, in a certain position. And a lot of people could kind of learn about etiquette just by watching the royals. Like you have Meghan Markle, who has kind of changed her entire outlook and and the way she carries herself in public and you have Kate Middleton who has done the exact same so if you're really looking for examples of how to present yourself in public how to wear certain types of clothes you can definitely look at the royals and kind of see the way that they place their arms on their legs when they sit down or the way that they angle their their legs when when they sit down could help you kind of figure out how you're going to change that certain etiquette, especially how you speak. How you speak is a part of etiquette as well. And being ladylike and being gentlemanlike is is it's an art. And a lot of people don't realize that that art is slowly dying, but it's still needed in today's society, especially in your professional life, in your professional career. Having that specific etiquette does help you move further in life. It does help get you through the door. So definitely consider adding etiquette to your list. If this is something that you feel that you need to improve on, the way you dress adds to that etiquette. The way you present yourself adds to that etiquette. The way you talk adds to that etiquette. Even if you don't speak the language very well and you know you want to improve on that, you can. You can watch English shows. You can watch old English shows and learn the way to put words together to articulate yourself even with an accent it really doesn't matter the accent is not is not the the big deal it's how you put the words together that really matters so i feel that etiquette should be on everyone's list and i'm going to even add it to my list because i still need to work on how i sit cuz i just don't think about it Um, the type of shoes that I wear that are comfortable, the type of clothing that I wear that are comfortable, all of it kind of contributes to together. You can change the clothes that you wear, but if you don't change your tone, the, the way you walk, the way you talk, and the way you present yourself, changing your wardrobe is really not going to matter. They come hand in hand. And I really wish that etiquette would just come back 
maybe I'll start a series just talking about etiquette um, and I will, you know, do a, an Instagram series. I'm not really sure, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I think it's a great, great thing to do and just kind of talk about my etiquette journey and things that I've learned and, and how it kind of contributed to my presentation. So I might just do that for y'all. So definitely follow my Instagram page. Orchid Eye Brown and wait for that series to come on in uh, reels, maybe. We'll see. Um, but um, yeah, definitely consider that as well if you're going to add that to your New Year's resolutions list. So now that I've kind of gone through all of that and given you some ideas on what you can add to your list if you are struggling, um, personally, I like to break my resolutions down into two categories. One is personal and the other is professional. I tend to complete the professional much faster than the personal because it consists of my passion projects. When you are passionate about something, you focus on it. So of course, you're going to go through that list of professional items much quicker than you would personal. The downside for most people is the consistency. People usually give up during the year. Some give up after one month, two, three, spring. If you last until spring, then wow. <laughs> For people who aren't used to actually creating a schedule and creating an entire routine that is completely different from what they usually do, I still tip my hat to you. For those that go the full year, I am incredibly proud of you. Like, incredibly proud of you. I cannot... I, I cannot say that I have consistently followed through on all my resolutions, so it is a big deal if you do. Your resolution should be easy and attainable. This is something I did not do in the past. I should be creative and changeable because, again, doing the same routine weekly can be boring. So changing it up is crucial. I get bored easily. Maybe because I have ADD, I'm not sure. So I have to do this. Wintertime, I'm in the gym. Summertime, it's cardio, weights, hiking, yoga, and spin class. These are some examples of things that you can do. And I mean, I am adding yoga to my list for this year because throughout 2021, I kept telling myself I really want to get back into yoga and I never did. But I mean, now that I've connected the YouTube to my television screen, I kind of have no excuse moving my coffee table, putting down that mat and, you know, doing yoga every day, even if it's just to, to wind down at night uh, before going to bed. I really do need to, to get back into yoga. So this year I have made it very easy for myself to actually complete this resolution of getting back into yoga because yoga just made me feel so damn good. So that's what I mean by by making something easy and attainable for yourself uh, when you create these lists. It doesn't have to be extravagant, as I mentioned before. It could be something so simple, so very simple, but just adds value to your life. Creating goals provide purpose, and everyone needs a purpose. New year, new you. I can't say I have changed every year, but my perspective developed over time, which is very good. Bad habits are so hard to break and can only be accomplished over time with lots of practice. So don't feel 
that you know you have failed yourself just because you could not complete one or two things on your resolution list you don't need that pressure and that is a lot to put on yourself when you create such a long list a long long list and it's heavy things that you've decided to put on that list it's not really easy it's not attainable it's not changeable and you just get overwhelmed by your own list that's not the purpose of creating resolutions or any goals that you want to put down for a a new year. So definitely try to be forgiving to yourself. Try not to make the task too hard. Be good to you. New you means that you don't stress yourself out. The disappointments when you fail yourself can be so defeating and affect your perspective of yourself. Sometimes it is wise to make your goals clear and specific and less emotional. If you are struggling with trauma or mental health disorder, if you don't follow through, it will affect you and you can slash will go down a downward spiral of negativity where you just give up on yourself. We do not want that. Please heed my warning. (laughs) This is something that people need to be careful of. Don't go into the new year with the old you. Make the right changes to reflect the life you desire. So I hope that the conversation about resolutions have been helpful for you. I know a lot of people don't want to do it and a lot of people aren't motivated to do it. But I mean, just try. Just try not to be too emotionally attached to it. If, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You will know how to change that the next year. So now we are going to go into the Peste de la Resistance, which is move in silence. Now we are in the final topic of this episode, move in silence. The saying is silence is golden. Moving in silence is taking action and steps to work on something bigger in your life without announcing its progress. This could include anything that affects the fate of your life. And that includes the resolution. If you don't want to sit down and broadcast to the world what your resolutions are and what you're working on, you don't have to. It's really nobody's business. Someone I knew back in the day and I were talking, um, just having a conversation about how they talk themselves out of their own idea. They told everyone that would listen of their idea and what they really wanted to accomplish in life. So it never came to fruition and they were expressing how they had regretted it. They regretted telling so many people about this plan because they never followed, they never followed through. People made fun of them for talking so much and never doing it, not even to fail. At least if you did it and failed, you would have that respect, but they never started. That made them feel like shit and it just made them feel defeated. After that conversation, you know, it kind of stuck with me. I learned that lesson years ago, even from my own experience, but did I learn? No, no, I did not because I think out loud. Hearing my thoughts helped me to process my next steps to accomplishing it. Now you must be imagining me talking to myself in my home like a crazy person, but no, it's not that crazy. Um, I like to talk to a friend because that pushback that they give me that I receive from that conversation helps me to process and come up with a rebuttal. 
It helps me to organize my thoughts. The issues I have had was talking to the wrong people, people pleasers, people that have no knowledge of the topic. So I would end up right where I was. So it was it was difficult to complete a project because I was talking to the wrong people. Now learn from my lessons, people. Don't talk to the wrong people. In some people's cases, they might end up talking to the wrong person who then steal your idea because they notice you were gonna sit on it. And that's the worst. That is the worst to have a brilliant idea and talk to somebody about it and then not follow through on it. So so then the person takes the idea and run with it and you're left feeling betrayed from that person you thought you could trust. But at the end of the day, that's the worst. The worst thing is that you were planning to sit on it. Not that the fact that the person betrayed you, but the fact that you were planning on sitting on it. That's the worst. I connected with that story because I did the same thing, but I started. Then I got lost and confused. Finding your way back is very hard when you are comparing what you are doing with others and their journey. So I had to take a step back and figure out the root of my problem, the disconnect. Moving in silence is something that I regret not doing so that I didn't have to make moves publicly. Silence is so much better because when you do publicize it, it is a surprise which makes things so much more fun. Contacting family and friends on something we are doing or an opportunity that comes up opens ourselves to outside perspectives. We feel we already have it in the bag after all the sharing of excitement, um, things don't go according to plan. And now have to walk all of it back. That's shame is on another level to realize that you prematurely said all of this without making sure that it was secure and in the bag. I have seen a lot of people post up new opportunities and their new baby face relationships and search for validation. Rather than solidifying everything for ourselves, we announce things prematurely. Do you ever see those relationship posts that come that goes up at the beginning of the month and by the end of the month it's over? After all those posts of how in love they are, how they found their soulmate, and then me, myself, and I. And I'm always like, what? I thought you found the person you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. And all of a sudden, it's done. And it's it's all about me, myself, and I just don't understand. I see them all the time. And I just laugh because everyone is doing it on Facebook. And I just, I just don't get it. Like, why, why couldn't you wait? Like, why jinx yourself? If your relationship isn't secure, it does not belong on social media. Take the time to build that foundation first. Learn to keep your secrets as you work. And this goes for passion projects as well, not just relationships. I have never looked at discipline as a form of self-love until I gave up on validation. Now, here is something else. Have you ever been in a situation where you've talked to a mentor or someone you look up to about your passion project and they just shut it down when you are so close to accomplishing that goal? They didn't say a word negatively when you brought it up when you first started, but now that you are about to accomplish it, all of a sudden it isn't going to work. Maybe 
They felt you were going to rise above them. Maybe deep down they were hoping you would fail. Maybe they miss the attention that you gave them when you didn't have anything to focus on but them. But now all of a sudden, they have all this drama that they're trying to get you caught up in or trying to make you look bad in hopes that it would affect your self-esteem. Someone that you looked up to is now showing you that they never really liked you. They just wanted a fan or a cheerleader. You thought there was mutual respect, but there wasn't. They just like to see you beneath them. Seeking validation can sometimes turn for the worst. You will know who your real friends are when you launch what you are doing or what you're working on. So pay attention. Not everyone wants the best for you. No one needs to know what we are in the process of seeking until it's secured. That includes strangers. Don't tell them your business until it's ready. Not everyone is a friend or a fan. Not a lot of people you know will be happy for you. While you are working in silence, avoid getting caught up in other people's drama. Leaving ourselves so available to phone calls and listening to conversation that doesn't impact you, but they are just, they just want to keep calling you to complain about the same things over and over again, but not making an effort to change it at all. It's considered a distraction. When we split our attention, we lose focus. You can share news with family and friends, but omit some of the information if you find yourself sharing too much. Maybe it wasn't the time because it was not secured yet. You don't have to share all of it. Keep your mind on your business and then your business on your mind. There is a wait time when you are working. Staying silent when you wait Try receiving that blessing without others' opinion in your head. Free from others' negativity. Stay excited. Hope for the best. When you find you won't accomplish it or you wouldn't get it, understand that the only person that is that will be disappointed is you. Your failure are no one's business but yours. Your success is no one's business but yours. Keep in mind, you might actually receive that blessing you've manifested, and it turns out that it wasn't what you thought it was and have to walk away. Our expectations were disappointed, but we already told the world and now have to explain to the world what happened. You know how uncomfortable that is and how embarrassing that is? Transparency is good, and relatability is accepted, but if we had moved in silence until we were completely sure, that would have been the best move for us. We would not have been in that situation. We would have been better off. It is a great feeling when we announce what we're doing when we have completed it. Silence is golden. So don't forget to move in silence and watch your world change. Now, I just really wanted to, to add that to this podcast episode. And it wasn't really a lot to, to, to give to move in silence, which is why I merged it with the New Year's resolution. But keep in mind, majority of the stuff that you put on your New Year's resolution, majority of the goals that you want to accomplish, especially during 2022, it really doesn't have to involve a lot of people. It's just between you. 
And if you want to share it with the world, then go right ahead and share it with the world. But at this moment in time, focus on you. Focus on what you're trying to accomplish. Focus on your business, your passion project. Focus on what you need to get done. And when it is time, I promise you, it's going to be rewarding. But understand that not a lot of people want to see you rise. So you better be able to to handle those haters. You will need to be able to handle people that are trying proactively to destroy what you have built and still be able to flourish because they have no power over you. And when you were planning this and you were doing it, they had no say. And that could have hurt their feelings, but that's not your problem. So just remember that as you move in silence for 2022, accomplishing all that you've, you dreamed of, that you're enough. You're enough and you are what matters. So thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you for supporting Orchid Blooms podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Blooms podcast on Apple, Google podcasts, and Spotify. Visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the podcast and the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at the Ambitious Obsession Network, Instagram and Twitter at the Ambitious Obs, and of course, my personal Instagram, Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. And I just want to end this podcast episode by saying Happy New Year! Happy New Year!